hello. My name is Kim Addis. I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching, and you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we have willing candidates who are open to being coached live and in person on the podcast. Today, it is my absolute pleasure to introduce to you an old friend, someone I haven't spoken to in 12 years, maybe more. Uh, His name is Tony Sprocky, and he lives right here in Toronto. Tony, welcome. Hey, Kim. Good to see you. It's been a while. I'm thrilled to see you. What is going on? What are you up to these days? Years and years and years ago when we spoke, you were working with Royal LePage, which is one of Canada's largest real estate companies. Now, what are you up to? Well, I kind of transitioned from one of Canada's largest real estate companies to one of Toronto's largest condo realties which is the the condo store realty. So I primarily transitioned from doing uh, a little less of the resale and primarily doing pre-construction. Okay. Okay. And so you've been there for 10 years? Been there since uh, 2010. So I've been there 10 years now, just past 10 years. Uh, Been through multiple projects with them and uh, just continue to go. So for those of you who are listening, we're all catching up with Tony at the same time. So Tony, what is your current challenge? What's happening for you right now that you want to share with us on this podcast? I'll pick one of many. Okay. <laughs> but I think, I think right now one of my bigger challenges is um, the ability to allow people to finish what they're saying without jumping in because I have something in my head that I need to get out. So it does, in business situations, it does create some problems that I, you know, I've been told more than once to let people finish. So I really do need to address that. So give me an example of when you're jumping in, what is the situation and what happens and how you sense that that's a problem or. Um, I'll give, I'll give an example. Uh, A few weeks ago, we were doing a zoom meeting uh, with our team in respects to a project that we were just about to launch. And uh, the conversation was going around about what we need to do to ramp up for the launch. Um, and our one of the and our CEO uh, was speaking, and there was something he said, and I knew the answer to what he was asking, but I wasn't allowing him to finish asking the rest of what he had to say before I jumped in. And at that point, I was basically told to him, told by him to be quiet and let me finish. <laughs> In so those that, words, exactly? Yes. <laughs> so, um, it, and, I've, and it translates over into my personal life as well. So it's, it's kind of something that's all encompassing. So it really is something that hits both business and personal. And tell me how it affects you personally. Same situation. I mean, I could be having a conversation with friends and, and a great example last night, having a conversation with a friend of mine in regards to stock markets and what we're doing. And he had mentioned something and before me allowing him to finish that statement of what he was talking about with that particular stock, I knew what he was going to be saying. So I jumped up ahead of him and got it out. And he said, Jesus Christ, Tony, let me finish. <laughs> so I know there's a problem. <laughs> So I'm going to ask you a question. You said twice, I knew what he was going to say. Are you always right? No. And that's the problem. I think sometimes I'm always right, but I'm learning that I'm not and nobody is. And again, that's the, that's, that's part of all of what transpires. 
Okay. Um, let me ask you another question. Tell me about what you were like in school. Were you, Ooh. you know, the kind of kid who could sit down in school easily and listen to the teacher? Or was your head going in all kinds of different directions? How did was, you do in class? Like right now, it's funny, right? Your screen is moving. Is your screen oh, on your lap? My laptop's on my, on my lap. Hang on a second. I'm just going to move it over here. <laughs> there we go. Much better. Now yeah, much better. Um, how was I in school? Uh, I was not the type of kid who could sit in class still and, and wait for things to happen. I kind of had to ha- make things happen myself. Um, I was, you know. You had to make things happen. What did you make happen? It's kind of odd when I say that. Um, so I'll, I'll give you an example of grade 11 English. So in my great wisdom, when I started high school and we were in a semestered school, I thought the great thing to do would be take grade nine English and math in first semester of grade nine, and then take grade 10 math and English in the second semester of grade nine. And then when I got to grade 10, I was doing grade 11 math and English and grade 12 math and English in that semester, those two semesters. So by the time I was done grade 10, I had my, all my compulsories done. So how did you perform in school? So you, you're the guy who likes to get ahead. You like, you're, not, you're not patient. Horrible. I did horrible in school. I, I did horrible in, in the regards of I just, I just couldn't keep myself attentive enough in class. It got to the point, as I was saying with my English class, that I would see my English teacher in the morning. We would have a conversation. She would give me the week's worth of work. She would say, as long as you're in Friday to do the test, I don't care what you do the rest of the week. And that's kind of how I ran through grade 11. That's kind of how I ran most of my classes in grade 11. It didn't work out well for me. By, by, the, by the second semester of grade 11, I was being kicked out. Wow. And is that because you were disruptive in class? Were you, no, it's did I wasn't you have, because you weren't there. Okay. And let me just ask you a different question. Physically, are you able to sit in one spot for a long period of time? Or do you get antsy? No, I can. I'm a pretty great couch potato. <laughs> okay. But are you a couch potato with something going on like a TV or a phone or some kind of screen? Or can you just sit? No, it's with a TV and a screen. Something going on. I can be a couch potato. I, yeah, I, I in my younger days, I definitely had to be doing something. I didn't like just sitting around and there had to be something to be done or need to do. So. Yeah, definitely that way. As I'm getting older, I'm finding myself less on that side of it. Okay. And when you watch a show, do you find your mind wandering or are you just totally glued to the show? Oh, God, no. I'm wandering. I'm flipping channels. I can't stick to, you know, it's just. (laughs) And when you watch TV, are you on your phone at the same time? Oh, yeah, I can do that too. Yeah. Have you ever been assessed uh, for your learning style? No. Okay, so I'm not a doctor but I'm pretty sure you have some form of ADD, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would probably agree with you. Yes, okay. I agree, agree with you on that. Okay. Again, I'm not a doctor. Total guess. I'm exposed to lots of people who are exactly like you. And so I have a husband, actually, who tends to want to finish my sentences and jump in, and he thinks he always knows what I want to say. And you know what the crazy thing is? He's right 80%, 80% of the time. But there's that 20%, right? Yep. There's that 20%. And so the game we play in order for me to be able to, because I'm a person who needs to express myself. And if someone's always cutting me off, 
I feel frustrated, right? It's not fun for me. And then I won't want to talk to him anymore. Right. Does that make sense? So basically that's basically how my last relationship ended. (laughs) Okay. So, so what we do now is I literally say, okay, like I really need to talk to you. Don't interrupt me. But he has thoughts. The minute I say something, he has something he thinks of or something he wants to say. So you know what he does? He keeps a pad of paper and a pen beside him and he takes notes. And he takes notes not only on what I'm saying, but on what he wants to say too. Because when he takes notes about what I'm saying, he has to pay attention to what I'm saying so he can make sure it's on paper and write it down. Right? Right, yeah. And when, when you're writing it down, you're not speaking because you're busy capturing it. Yep. So my really simple piece of advice, I mean, again, you may want to look at the ADD thing. I don't think it's a big deal. You can choose one way or another. But just in terms of helping you with simple conversations, especially in business meetings, what you want to do is write down every single thing you can, capture as much of what the other person is saying. Okay. Because that's going to slow you down. And I think you're right. That's what I need. I need something that slows my mind down just to not get ahead of what, what the person's speaking. And that's, like I said, that's been the issue. And, and cu- quite honestly, probably the root of all this is I'm the fourth of four kids. You're the fourth and so you were never heard? Yes, you got it. Ten-year gap. Uh, and quite honestly, up until probably a year ago when I finally, the one person that really is the one who never heard but always told, uh, that relationship fractured. So one of my siblings, the relationship's fractured. So I, And I think with that fracturing of that relationship, it kind of did help a bit in that, but the lingering effects of, you know, 50 years of it. (laughs) So are you saying that like for your whole life, you're the guy who's like, Hey, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. I'm the guy my whole life with my family who was, yeah, don't worry about what you're saying. Yeah. Don't, never mind. Right. There there was no, there was no value in what I had to say. So it seemed to me, or that's how it came across. Why do you think that is? Is that because, you were the baby or is that because you were constantly seeking attention and then after a while, you know, you kind of get tuned out. What, what do you think is the reason? I, th- I think it's probably a combination of a few things. One, yeah. Being the smallest and the, the youngest in the family. Um, you know, we weren't a traditional household, you know, immigrant parents who had to work 24 seven shift works and all that stuff. So essentially really it, it was the siblings taking care of the siblings. So, and, and my, I guess my tightest relationship is with my oldest brother, um, because, you know, basically from the age of five to about 15, he was more of a father figure than anything else because through that, mm-hmm. um, but it was my sister who was always the protector mm-hmm. and that's the relationship that's fractured now. So what happened to create the fracture? Uh, the fracture happened, it was, it was a couple of things actually, but primarily it's, it's in, it was, uh, regarding my mother and my mother's health and some other family issues that had come up that my sister had decided that she was done with it. Um, some of the issues had nothing to do with me. Uh, you know, I do have two other siblings, so whatever her issues are with them, they are. So Uh, she's fractured with everyone. She's fractured with everybody. Yeah. She's, she's kind of said, I'm done with all of you. 
and she's on her own. So, you know, whatever, uh, you know, what are you going to do? It's, that's the decision she makes. When did this t- take place? Uh, this would have been December of 20, actually January of 2019. Okay. So, so about fell, a year ago. Fell, yeah. My mother fell ill in September of 2018. Um, so she spent a lot of time in the hospital for, from September till March. Mm-hmm. Uh, up until late December, my sister and I were the primary uh, caregivers for my mom while she was at the hospital. Uh, you know, we were spending night and day there with her. Uh, and it wasn't good to begin with. So um, <clears throat> it, it just seemed that it, it got, it was really odd because it was just after Christmas that all of a sudden there was a, a decision that she was done with all the crap that happens. And in you our- don't know if there was a trigger. I don't know what the trigger was. It's okay. For me, I don't know what the trigger was because I always thought, and again, <clears throat> I always thought my relationship with my sister was good in in her eyes because she had control over what I said or did, right? <laughs> so when this all happened, I kind of thought like, what the hell did I do, right? Like, <laughs> there's, but uh, as as the time started to go on, I I kind of said to myself, I don't think it's me. Okay, so I I just want to check in because we started off talking about you interrupting people and we ended up here, but it sounds like. Uh, what you're really saying is ever since I was young, I never really had a voice. Yeah. And because of that, I've always been trying to get a voice. I've always been trying to get the relevant, important people in my life to just hear me. Yep. Yes. Yep. And as I was doing that, and I don't know if it's because I was doing that, my sister lost it and left the family. Yeah. You know, and, and as you're saying this, and I'm registering what you're saying, and it's going through my head, it's starting to dawn on me that over the last year since this happened, I would say that the relationship between my brothers and I has strengthened, mm-hmm. and I seem to be heard more. So I'm wondering, that, so now I see this is, it's all starting to click now, and I'm wondering if really what it was is, was it really my sister that was the root of it, and not everybody else, but she's the one who was closest in age to me as you know, my, my oldest is 10. My oldest brother's 10 years older than me. My other brother's seven years older than me. So really the time I was 10, they were adults. Right. right. So you're saying it's your sister who kept you quiet. I believe so. Now, this is what it's, yeah, this seems to be what's dawning on me right now. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds that there's like a, a couple of things going on, maybe a little history from your childhood that played a long time role but also your nature is to be a little active, let's say, and your mind jumps from one thing to the, to the next. So that combination of things causes you to want to jump in and say what you need to say without waiting. Yes, I waited. Was it hard? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> what were you thinking of saying? Just, say, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Just, you know, it's that, I don't know if it's instant gratification, if it's what it is, but I, this need to want, need to get it out so quickly. And it's purge. Yeah. I just, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what it feels like. I need to purge it out. Otherwise I'm going to either forget it or I won't be heard or it'll be fallen by the wayside. Okay. So we're going to have another conversation at -hmm. some point, but before that, until then, when you go into business meetings of any kind with clients, with your president of your organization, you're going to take a piece of paper and a pen and you're going to write stuff down because when you write stuff down, you're going to capture what's being said, but you're going to also capture what you want to say. So you don't forget 
And the act of writing things down will slow down your brain a little bit. Also, and it's not going to be a big surprise, I highly recommend that you journal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you're, the act of journaling slows down your mind. And I think that would be like a good practice for you on a daily basis. Because I think you need a place to deposit your thoughts. You're not right. only slow down your thoughts, but deposit your thoughts. So we should talk about that as well. But journaling is really, I think, going to be very therapeutic, very helpful, helpful for you for expression, yep. for capturing your thoughts, and for slowing down your mind just a little bit. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it, as you mentioned that, that was kind of what helped me back in when we first met back in 09, was 08, 09. Actually, it was 08. I remember because I was going through my tumultuous marriage situation. <laughs> that's, that's what was helping me through that as well, was, was having a place to write stuff down, what, what, what I was feeling, what I was thinking at the time. So, Well, we can definitely talk about coaching again, but I hope that this helped. Yeah. I hope this shed a little bit of light. I hope this gave you an opportunity to actually talk. Yeah, kind of just easy. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys feel it on the other side of the screen. Like Tony's very energetic, but I feel like he just took a breath. And suddenly he's just a touch calmer, just a touch. Yep. yep. So thank you so much, Tony, for spending this time with me, for sharing your challenge. It's an interesting challenge. I don't think you're alone in the world. I think a lot of people have an interruption problem. So thank you for that. And for those of you who are listening, if you have a challenge that you want to share on this podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you have a challenge that you're not so comfortable sharing on a podcast, but still want to discuss, reach out to me anyways. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Thank you, Tony. And please, until we meet again. Thank you, Kim. It was an absolute pleasure. And it's great to have this feeling again, I think, of what's coming. 